You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And this is going to be a follow-up from one of our previous podcasts from a couple months ago. We talked about why dogs get so agitated at the postal carrier, at the FedEx driver, the UPS driver, and other delivery drivers, and in some of the problems that that results in. And in response to that, we got a very nice email from a gentleman who is presently still a postal carrier. And because he is still a working postal carrier, he asked us not to mention his name, so this is anonymous specifically because he didn't have permission to speak about the subject. But I want to, before we get into another discussion on this issue, because it is a big issue and it's a dangerous problem, I want to read you his email. And it's a little bit long, but bear with us because I think it's going to lead into a very interesting discussion. So he says, uh, hello, Liz and gals. Firstly, I absolutely love your podcast and have been trying to catch up since I got turned on to it a few months ago. I just listened to FAQs Part 2 and my ears instantly perked up at the mention of mailmen and dogs. Allow me to explain the quarantine of a neighborhood when a bite happens. Now this is to the best of my understanding and may not be 100% correct, but the reason is twofold. First, as you mentioned, the dogs here is coming a few houses away. So by putting a cluster box at the end of the street as far from the dog as possible, we avoid getting him riled up and therefore avoid any further damage. The dog has won every confrontation so far and will continue to escalate it until the threat is ended and is never to be seen again. Secondly, it's financially smart for the post office to put these boxes there or make the customers retrieve their own mail. These boxes represent a whole block, and if a mailman can deliver a whole block without making more than a few steps, that saves a significant amount of time. I had an incident on my old route about a year ago. A boxer who was still intact and very territorial, he and I had a run-in, but I stand six foot five and have a very booming voice, so he backed down since at the time we were on neutral ground. However, my relief carrier, the carrier that delivers on my day off, approached the house to deliver mail. The boxer was inside, and so he felt confident he would have no issues. The children opened the door to run for the mail, and in doing so, let the dog out. My relief got bit on the hand, but thankfully that is all, and it was rather superficial for what the boxer was capable of doing. He returned to work three days later. On a side note, the kids were yelling and cursing at animal control when they took the dog away. Talk about training. And I, this is Liz's note. I'm not sure if he meant training about the dog or the kids. I'm both for the kids, and I think he's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
The end of this story is that the family did get the dog back after paying a fine, and delivery resumed on their block. The residents were able to repeal the delivery block after much complaining to the mayor and the postmaster. Now, we are given pepper spray to defend ourselves with and are shown a single how-to video on how to defend against dog attacks in which the carrier depicted has a very empty satchel and is carrying no mail at all. What is something we can do to deter dogs' behavior a bit? I personally try to make friends with all dogs, but it doesn't always happen. And my stature and personal bark aren't always going to work if the dog is so worked up that it's seeing red. Anyway, thank you for your spectacular podcast. And on a side note, as a safety for myself, please don't mention my name. So, thank you very much, Mr. Anonymous Mailman. And yes, what can you do to keep yourself safe? I I think we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Mm -hmm. But we have quite a few things that we want to cover. So, listen to our sponsors for just a second. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, more to be exact. Do you know that moment when your dirty dog's about to jump in your nice, clean car? You can avoid all the cleanup and mess with a 4K9 seat cover. 4K9s makes heavy-duty seat covers and cargo liners that will blend seamlessly with the interior of your vehicle. You can find us at 4K9s.com. That's the number 4. K-N-I-N-E-S dot com or on Amazon dot com. 4K9s makes nothing but the best for your best friend. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. Let's go ahead and start, Kate. Well, first of all, hats off to letter carriers everywhere because in researching more on this topic, I was amazed at the number of stories of postal carriers bitten who were like, yeah, I got bit, and then I finished my route, and then I went to the hospital. I'm like, talk about dedication to your job. So many of them said, yeah, we expect to get bit sometime during our career. I mean, that's that's kind of sad that when you have a job like that, you just expect that you're going to get bit. Now, see, I, I'm not sure where I get the different mental attitude about this. I've owned dogs all my adult life and most of my childhood, and it's like, No, you don't assume that someone's ever going to get bit. You take precautions. I have a double gate, so my mailman can feel safe about dropping the boxes over my gate and know that even if my dogs are outside, they're about six foot away from him. My dogs are well-trained, and even though my middle dog, Cisco, barks every time the mailman or FedEx or UPS guy comes by, he's never given an opportunity to get into trouble. So I think dog owners need to take 
a different mindset at this issue, too. Well, that's the thing. It's got to be the dog owners. Because, you know, the mailman is not there to train your dog. And I'm sorry, my male lady who delivers to my house is not six foot five and doesn't have a booming voice. Yeah, <laughs> she's mine. She's, she's short. Tiny thing. Yes, yeah, she's short, blonde, wonderful lady. Always asks how my mom is doing, who lives mm-hmm. two streets away. But yeah, she's not six foot five with a booming voice. One statistic I found said that uh, 5,581 postal employees were bit in 2013. Now that's just bites. And frankly, I'm not sure that's all that they... Those that's are the reported, reported ones. Right. That's the reported ones. Again, Eve, I found a newsletter for postal carriers, and they were writing in their own stories, and so many of them didn't sound like they even reported them. Superficial well, ones probably Exactly. Aren't. Thinking of the small dogs, little tiny ones that maybe just got their pants or their shoe, or you know, yeah. they probably didn't say anything. Probably the only ones reported are the ones that broke the skin. Mm -hmm. And I can see why. They probably have paperwork to fill out. Yes. You know, they don't want to, you know, if it's just superficial, they don't want to go to all the paperwork. The American Veterinary Medical Association reports that in number of bites, the most commonly bit part of the population is small children. Right. I mean, that is epidemic levels. We know that. There are more children bit than combined measles, whooping cough, mumps. Put all those together, and that's still not nearly the same number of kids that are bit by dogs. Right. So that's that's scary. Second most bit are the elderly. Mm-hmm. Also scary. Mm-hmm. Third most bit portion of the population are letter carriers going around trying to do their jobs. Deliver our mail. Yeah. So, but uh, dog attacks are the most commonly reported childhood public health problem in the United States. So it's not just litter carriers. Dog bites are everyone's problem, especially dog owners. Right. Okay. Side note on this uh, postal bulletin. Many attacks reported by the carriers came from dogs whose owners use those famous last words. Well, my dog won't bite. Oh, gosh. Yep, we hear that all the time. I'm so tired of hearing that. Mm -hmm. Any dog can bite, folks, okay? So don't even put your dog in that situation. If a carrier is bit, they are required to sue you. Really? By federal law. Wow. By federal law. Here we go. Okay, yep, got all these papers here. This is from the compensation department of the postal when an on-the-job injury is caused by a third party, such as an accident, another vehicle, mm-hmm. a dog bite, or even falling on a customer's slippery stairs, the Federal Employees' Compensation Act mandates that injured parties, injured workers, must pursue the third party and attempt to recover damages. This is mandatory, not optional. That's why some of them don't want to mm-hmm. fill out paperwork after they Interesting. if it's not a substantial bite. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Second paragraph. Yeah. As letter carriers, we often build positive long-term relationships with our customers and workers may be reluctant to comply with the requirement of taking such a customer to court. There you go. However, the penalties for not doing so are substantial including a termination of benefits and a mandate to reimburse the Office of OWCP, I'm not sure, Office of something, 
for past medical expenses and wage loss compensation already paid. So if they have to take a day or two off to, uh, to heal up and they don't sue the third party, that comes out of their own pocket, wow. even if they got compensation. Wow. See, dog owners really, well, really need to take this seriously. Yeah. I got to give a really good Christmas gift to my postal lady. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All of this, what they go through. Another side, wow. I, side digression here. And going through all of this, and I found, I found an equal number of articles about postal carrier heroes. You know, they know their customers. They, yes. They knocked on the door. The elderly guy didn't answer, so he goes around to the back, finds the guy passed out. I mean, there's a story after story of that kind of thing. Well, happening. like like I just said about my mail carrier, lovely blonde lady. Yeah. She asks about my mom. She delivers to my mom two streets away. She knows my mom is a widow and elderly. She asks about her every time she sees me. How's your mom? I haven't seen her recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. She doesn't worry about me, damn. <laughs> but she does worry about my mom. <laughs> she sees your mom, saw your daughter, she's doing well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know my guy, too. He delivers to our gang bucks, but still, it, you know, it's like, oh, how, he's got a cousin going through cancer. We ask about him. He asks about us. Yeah? Uh, yeah. You build a relationship. We have them. a relationship, even yeah. though it's sometimes our postal carriers are kind of background noise you know like they're, they're just always a there robot delivering things yeah. yeah but it's scary and i want to add we're talking specifically about postal carriers but this also applies to the fedex guy the ups driver and the other delivery type all of the personnel. other delivery yeah. people the guy who brings you bottled water yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I didn't want to name a name. Or grocery stores that deliver. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I don't know about their requirements, but federal employees must sue. Right. So right there, you know, that's another self-preservation reason for dog owners to make sure that their pets are, if not trained, at least under control. Right. Along those lines. Okay. And then, you know, children, too. Let's protect the kids. Back to the postal bulletin, one of the things they've noted is that dogs that have not been properly socialized, trained, receive little attention or handling, or are left tied up for long periods, frequently turn into biters. In previous podcasts, we've Mm -hmm. talked about the dangers of chaining or tying up dogs, uh, and we address that in our training classes. The dogs are confined they're restricted in movement, but yet they're very vulnerable. They can't escape a danger. Right. And letter carriers are coming to our homes, or yes. at least our neighborhoods. Yeah. Making the dogs even more territorial. Mm-hmm. And if they do get out, oh my gosh, yeah, the dog's even more wired to go after them. I didn't print out the statistics on that one because it's too depressing. But San Diego County, where we all live, is somewhere around five or six in the nation. And postal bites, bites of postal carriers. Yeah, and we've had wow. two deaths. Mm-hmm. In 2012, a woman in Escondido, which is a town in San Diego County, she was attacked by a pit bull and she died. She was killed by that dog as a result of the injuries from that dog bite. And in our previous podcast, when I was talking about the gentleman who was on TV in one of the post office educational Please control your dog PR segments. That gentleman, the dog went for his throat, and he was able to deflect it, and it caught his face. And he will be years and multiple surgeries trying to recover from that. 
horrible, horrible damage. There, sometimes the dog doesn't even have. I mean, this was a fatal. We had a fatal injury in Oceanside, another town in San Diego County, and 2000. I forgot the date of that one. Anyway, he had a Rottweiler, and you know I love that breed, but big, strong dog, protective dog, knocked him down. Well, he didn't have the Rottweiler. Right, right. I'm sorry. Postal (laughs) carrier was delivering to a house. Eddie Lynn um, was delivering mail, and the Rottweiler knocked him down. His head hit the sidewalk, and he died of the severe head injury. So So your dog doesn't necessarily have to bite. They could just lunge and jump, in this case. That a big dog knocked him down. I mean, he said it was the same year as the other woman was oh, bit. So t- still 2012. The thing is, the same dog had attacked uh, a litter letter carrier previously. Oh no! So it hadn't okay. been sufficiently dealt with, or the owners, whatever. First one's a, first one could be a mistake. Second one, no. Mm. Yeah. No. All right, so we know there's a major problem. So what do we do about it? And like our letter carrier said, what can he do about it to protect himself? Yes. First of all, according to their regulations, if a dog is loose in the street or neighborhood, if it's just loose, it doesn't have to do anything, the carrier can refuse delivery to the entire street. You want to make your neighbors mad at you? (laughs) Okay. That's one way of doing it. So, the first-time offense is a letter of warning explaining what why their mail didn't get delivered. you got to go to the post office to pick it up. Second offense, you will be required to erect a curbside box in order to continue delivery. So, at least the carrier can stay in, in the, the car. Yeah. Which, from some of the stories I read, is not always a guarantee of safety. No. Okay. If but the, it's better than being on your feet. Yes. If a third offense occurs, and again, the offense is just a dog loose... But that bespeaks the level of the problem mm-hmm. that they're willing to do this extreme. On the third offense, you will no longer be able to have home delivery and you must get a post office box mm-hmm. to go there. The whole street. The whole street. Yeah. Okay. That's not, no, not how you make friends with your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, one letter carrier said, it's not just whether or not your dog will bite. It's whether or not your letter carrier is comfortable. To quote, we know you're comfortable because it's your dog. But if the letter carrier feels any kind of fear, then it is respectful to recognize that and not put them through the experience of wondering whether or not the dog will be aggressive. You don't know how many times your letter carrier has already been bitten or how many times they've almost been bitten. This particular gentleman says, having been bitten twice by, quote, dogs that don't bite. It's insulting to me when I explain my situation to a customer and they still insist it's okay to let their dog run loose because he would never bite them. Well, and first of all, most cities, counties, states have leash laws. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> first and foremost. All right. So. Okay. So let's go on to, I mean, first, I want to, that's what I want to stress. It is up to us as responsible dog owners to make sure the letter carrier doesn't have to put into effect the things that we're about to tell them. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there that are stupid. So um, what can the letter carrier themselves do? Patrick, you want to look at Yep. Yep. Now that's from the post. Oh, this uh, is from a gentleman who does presentations to letter car- to postal employees. Oh, okay. okay. Well, it was very interesting. Well, first and foremost is it's not your job to make friends with the dogs. 
So this is the postal carrier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Postal carrier. Um, so it always carry your satchel, but not across or over your neck, which, because that satchel can be protection from between be you, a, sh- a, shield be a shield between you and that dog. Besides what, if it's full of mail, you can use it as a bat. Yeah. <laughs> thump, thump the dog thump with thump it. Them. Or like um, in here, it does say when you do have a satchel, move it. So it keeps it is a shield eye on there. You know, this thing is moving around and gets you. And it can be a lure as well as a protection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. If a dog continues to approach, place your satchel or your hat or anything else in front of the dog. It's obviously between you and the dog. Make sure you move the object, like we were just mentioning, while giving verbal commands of you know, go away, sit, go home, something to distract the dog's thinking. I think. In my experience, a lot of dogs who have run loose more than once have heard go home yeah. in a harsh tone of voice. Or get yeah. out of here. Or get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, if the dog attempts to bite, you have the right to defend yourself with pepper spray or strikes. Well, you've got that big satchel. Uh, if, unfortunately, if it's full, it's probably hard to swing, but it's to still be a barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, either way, use it. And they also here suggest don't give dog treats. This rewards a dog for its encounter. It either gets excited to see you through aggression or friendliness. Either way, you start a mental trap for the dog. So they suggest no treats. <laughs> so that if the dog goes running to the water delivery guy, he may not know that the dog is looking for a treat. And From the mailman, maced. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you encounter more than <laughs> one dog, so that can happen, as we all know. Make sure your back is towards a wall or an object big enough to stop a dog from biting you from behind. I thought that was really good, and a number of carriers said they had used a wall, mm-hmm. the house, they had used their Jeep or another car, um, especially with multiple dogs. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. You're, again, you're reducing your target. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then one is don't hand-deliver mail when a dog is present. I mean, that would also be, you know, place it in the mailbox. That would be my concern, too, no matter what size dog it is. You know, the person's out there with the dog, or whether it's on leash or off leash, and you hand the dog. Now your hand is going over the dog's head. Right. With a bulk of something. Mm-hmm. Dog can totally misconstrue that and just jump up and bite the arm. And they do say, call the police if the dog is a safety issue, or if you pepper sprayed the dog, or have struck the dog. The dog will only get worse at your next encounter, and the owner has to be notified. Mm-hmm. I and can see the whole that. neighborhood. Yeah. 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 And use some your pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This gentleman that puts on the things, he recommends uh, the spray. You know, you, you don't just carry it, use it. Uh, apparently, it's accurate up to 10 feet. But, but, if you're being threatened by a dog, and you're going to pepper spray... You have to take enough time to check the wind. Yes. (laughs) That's important, yes. Right. So you may have to maneuver yourself and the dog, fend off the dog for a moment to turn so that the wind is going from you to the dog. Use your satchel as a barrier. Right. (laughs) You cannot just blindly spray it or it could blow back in your face and then you're even more vulnerable and the dog's going, cool, he has seasoning. (laughs) Oh God. <laughs> and he makes the point of try to aim for the mouth. You know, fur is a protector, and um, it may take a while to take effect. But in the mouth, all of the uh, absorption, absorb all the tissues, okay? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, you want it to have maximum impact without killing the dog, but, you know, maximum impact, aim for the mouth. Yeah. So in basically, don't aim for the body. It's not going to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. If, when you're in a panic mode or you know you got a quick situation, go for the head because you're if the well, dog's if, barking, mouthing, you're going to get the mouth. It, yeah, if he's not happy with you, his mouth is going anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And that's an opportunity as well. Yeah. So in May of each year, the postal office does a dog day prevention week every year, with some success better than others. But um, I think one of the reasons they picked the end of May, I probably would have picked a little bit longer. School getting out? Yeah, yeah. And so often these cases are, the dog is in the house, but then, as the one carrier said, they open the door. The kids open the door. The dogs come charging out. The dogs came charging out. The danger is more prevalent in summer months. So more doors are open. Kids and and dogs running around outside. Mm -hmm. Dogs have been known to go through fences, break chains, tear screens, crash through glass windows. Yeah. So the barriers are not as strong in the summer if they're even there. Somewhere in the country, in the United States, every minute a dog bites somebody. That's a scary... I love dogs. Mm-hmm. That is a scary thought to me. And then the somebody most often is a carrier or an elderly person or a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the dangers that the dogs do. So let's be proactive. We talked about what the mail carrier can do. And hopefully that answers some of the questions for our listener who wrote to us. But let's talk about dog owners. Yeah, they've got to take the responsibility. Yes. They're a dog. And I want to use my guys as an example. I have three herding dogs. Herding dogs are known to be protective, territorial. Since my husband passed away, my oldest dog has become even more so. He's getting a little older. Perhaps he's feeling that physically he's not quite as strong. He knows my husband's gone. Whatever the reasons for it, he's become even more protective. I know that. And so I do work to keep him safe. My middle dog was adopted. He has a tendency to be a little fearful. A fearful dog, as dog trainers know, is probably more apt to bite than any other dog because he's got that, oh my gosh, issue. Bashir's more protective, but he's got more self-control. Cisco is a little bit fearful. Now, my youngest dog is intact. Bite statistics show that an intact dog is more likely to bite than a dog who's neutered. So I have three dogs who are all three wonderful dogs, well-trained dogs, but they each have an issue that could cause a bite. So my dogs are away from any deliveries. There's a double gate in the front. I even have a, a little fence inside my garage in case the dogs are in the garage with me. Outside of the house, they're on leash. When I know deliveries are due, the mail comes at a certain type of day. Now, the delivery, the mail carrier goes to the end of the street at a a big group box. But if he's delivering a package, it comes at a certain time of day. The dog's not going to be out front with me. There's not going to be only a screen door between me and the the mailman or any other delivery driver. But if you are out there... And had your dogs or dog with you, you'd probably turn around and say, oh, hold on, put them away so you can exactly. deal with the postman and get your package. Exactly, and that was going to be my next point, is even though my dogs are good dogs and they're well-trained dogs, I don't assume that nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'm going to say is, oh, my dogs don't bite. That's <laughs> <is> like, <laughs> you just, yeah. It's yeah. almost like, yep, it'll happen. <laughs> 
We have to be proactive. And in my mind, I'm protecting not just the delivery driver, but my dogs. Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody to come grab my dog and take him to animal control and label him vicious. Well, now that we know that him down, come back for compensation. Or sue me. So, yeah. Protect yeah. your financial situation. As yeah, well. yeah. You're protecting your dog by protecting your carrier, and, and you're vice protecting versa. your home and yeah. your money in your pocketbook. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. there's no upside to leaving your dog out right. to bite the mailman, possibly. And I don't have kids in the family, but children need to be taught mm-hmm. that there are rules to this and there's dangers to this. And, you know, like on my street, there's about five houses that have chihuahuas. And I'm not picking on chihuahuas. It just happens those are the breeds of choice in my neighborhood. And multiples of them. And you're not kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was surprised how many chihuahuas are in your neighborhood. Yeah. One oh, day my when, gosh. One day when Patrick came <laughs> over, we stood out front. <laughs> and she could hear him barking because some kids were coming down the street. And I said, there's two there, and there's two there, and there's five there, and there's two there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a little army of chihuahuas. Yeah. yeah. But when they get out in mass, two houses have five each. They're a little pack, and they chase anything that moves. Now, most mail carriers could just step on them and squash them, but not if there's five. Yeah. Like little piranhas. <laughs> yeah. And which, which one are the owners willing to sacrifice for the other four to stay alive? I mean, that's just not... Right. Yeah. Right. It's not a good situation for anybody. Right. So, I think in for dog owners, you've got to be proactive. You cannot assume that your dog will never bite. Mm -hmm. Any dog, any given dog in a given situation on a given day has the potential to bite. No matter how well trained they are. And no matter how wonderful their temperament, Mm -hmm. no matter how well trained. If your dog, if you know your dog is reactive, and like we talked about in a previous podcast when we were talking about delivery drivers, if your dog is one of those that can hear the truck or the mail carrier houses away and starts barking and reacting, and then when the driver leaves or the mail carrier continues down the street, your dog is prancing around going, yeah, I won, I won, I won. You know you've got a potential issue. Be even more proactive. Get yourself to a dog trainer or get a dog trainer out to your house. And understand how to manage the situation. If you have kids, the kids have to take this seriously. Teach them some rules. What are the rules of the dog when the kids and dog are home alone during the summer? Parents are working. We understand that's a fact of life, but what are the rules? Make sure the kids take it seriously. In the one issue that uh, Kate read about earlier... The kids were mad because animal control came and took the dog away. Yeah, I understand it. They were heartbroken. It was their dog. But there was a breakdown somewhere, and the kids let the dog out. Whether the kids didn't understand the rules, whether there were any rules or not. And even if you hate your postal carrier, then you know the most bit section of the population is kids. And that probably is friends of kids with dogs. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know? So your kids need to understand dog safety, not just for the postal carrier, but for also for the elderly right. and for their friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then if their friends get bit, that could mean the loss of their beloved pet as well. And I think another suggestion 
that dog owners can do is if your mail carrier still delivers to your house, put a mailbox away from your front door. Yeah. It doesn't have to be at your curb, but maybe halfway up your walk or somewhere so that your mail carrier doesn't have to go to the door. One, you'll probably appreciate a few safe steps, and two, it's going to make things a little bit safer for him and your dog Mm -hmm. and your kids and you. Because yeah. you, you have a group mailbox, right? Yes. Yeah, and you yeah do. I do yeah. too. See, yeah. and mine is just, I'm down in easement, so mine and my neighbor's is between our group properties. together. Outside, down away from the house. From the, the fence. Yeah. 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 So yeah we, our neighborhood neighbor, did it primarily was. because our mailboxes were being broken into, and so the group box is locked up, and it just mm-hmm. made our mail safer. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so now I actually have to walk up and talk to my postal carrier when he yeah. comes. But that's okay. I don't mind yeah. walking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walk to the end of the street. It's not a long block. It's not a problem. But there have been more than one occasion when I've walked up there to get my mail, and I've listened to all the dogs on the street. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And unfortunately, my neighborhood's gang mailbox is right outside the, the two Labradors oh, up the street from me. noisy, noisy, <laughs> oh, reactive. Oops hair up tails out straight and they're just they fight that they fight that war the whole time he's he or she is filling it's usually is filling the boxes they're there just cussing at him and telling him every you know what that if i were a mail carrier that would make me nuts yeah because all it would take with those two dogs is to have the gate not latched one day yep and they would be after him yep and going in the, the postal delivery truck with the open doors would not do him any good whatsoever. Nope. Yeah. The, the box was put there before the Labradors moved in. But anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it behooves us as dog owners. I, I keep coming back to that. A person bit every minute. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. That, that's horrible. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't want that statistic when I look at them. Yeah. There was a story from what there was story after story of mail carriers all over the United States writing in about their bites. There was one guy I, I took a quick glance there and it was like six bites. Yeah, and, and he's his, worked for the postal carrier as a, for ten years. Yeah, so Not a almost, almost a bite a, a, yeah. a year. Yeah, and the one woman who was bitten, she did. She was mm-hmm. able to jump into her jeep, but the dog jumped up onto the window and grabbed a hold and was inches from her face, mauling on her arm. She had. She gave her own personal dog away. She tried for a while, but the PTSD, the trauma, the the stress was such that she had to give her own dog that she loved away. She just couldn't look at him the same way anymore. That breaks my heart. Yeah. But I certainly understand it. After I got bit by the pit bull in our dog training classes, I was looking. I was looking twice at at pities. Thankfully, I've gone past that, but it took a couple of years before mm-hmm. I could relax around pitties again, especially if one of the color that bit me <laughs> right. came into class. It was like, <gasps> deep breath. Okay, somebody else go talk to them. <laughs> so, all right. in closing, <laughs> be proactive, be safe. To our mail carrier that emailed us, I hope we gave you a little bit of information on how to keep yourself safe. But most of all, all the dog owners who listen to our podcast, we weren't supposed to be really depressing. But we do, we do you, want you to take it seriously. We are the ones Protect that have them. the responsibility. The carriers yes. can carry the spray. They can use their hats, their bags, yeah. their 
any their vehicle any vehicle around right. for that matter to protect themselves. But we ought to be protecting them and our dogs too. Right. Yes, right. Exactly. So be proactive. All right, that's it. Sorry. And if you're a carrier, buy an extra spray and go out and practice with it. Yeah. Yeah, and check the wind. Check the wind. <laughs> check the wind. Yeah. All right, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>